Good morning, Boker Tov, Buenos Dias, Sabah Lecher. This is Shana Fold here from Tel Aviv with the Israel Daily News Podcast, the only complete English daily news podcast coming out of Israel. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. Today is Tuesday, September 1st, 2020, which means it's my parents' anniversary. Blessings to you both. Now, let's get to the news. We start with some breaking security news. Last night, Hamas officials announced it would begin to de-escalate aggressions at the Gaza border. This is following weeks of dozens of fires being set daily by balloons strapped with explosives that were being sent over the border, wreaking havoc on Israeli communities there. The office of Hamas leader Yahya Sinwar published the news saying both sides came to an understanding after some discussions and mediation from Qatari envoy Mohammed al-Emadi. The expectation is for quiet to return to the frontier in exchange for, quote, a number of projects that serve our people in the Gaza Strip and would help them cope with the outbreak of the coronavirus. Arabic media, however, has reported that the talks ended with much more, including a pledge to finish infrastructure projects, get more Qatari cash, reopen border crossings that were closed as a punishment for the fire balloons, a rule requiring Israel to allow medical supplies into the Strip, expanding the fishing zone, and finally, an increase in fuel supply for power plants. Gazan homes have been running on four hours of electricity per day due to a fuel shortage in recent weeks. None of the reports focused on what came out of Egyptian envoys who came to Gaza 10 days ago. That delegation came and left without any updates. Last night, the Israeli military launched a series of missiles targeting southern Syria. The country's state media reports at least six were killed, including three foreign fighters. The news outlet says two of the soldiers killed were Syrian, with seven others wounded. One civilian woman was killed and her husband left wounded. The area that was attacked are all Hezbollah-controlled. An attack earlier in summer came July 20th, when the IDF took out one Hezbollah fighter and the terror group's leader, Hassan Nasrallah, vowed to fight back and take the life of an Israeli soldier in return. Since then, attacks on Israeli soldiers have been foiled by the IDF. Israel seldom confirms its military involvement in Syria, but has been involved since the start of the civil war there in 2011. Today is a heavy news day, and in order to get to all the stories, I'm going to give a quick update on just a couple from yesterday. The four men I mentioned Monday that were pending charges for the rape of a 16-year-old girl in Eilat have been officially charged with rape. That includes two 27-year-old men from Hadera, a place in the north, and two teenage brothers from the south of the country. Five more minors are expected to get charges of abating a rape, criminal conspiracy, and failure to prevent a crime. The young girl had been on a fun vacation away with friends when she was allegedly raped by a series of men who entered her room while she was laying on the bed drunk. Moving on to school. Schools were set to open today in Israel, and with a last-minute about-face decision, some educational buildings in red zones, meaning high infection rate, will not open today for the kids. This comes after school officials decided to listen to the coronavirus czar, as he's being called, 
Professor Ronnie Gamzu has a plan, which is to keep the country open and just close and monitor areas that are either red, yellow, or green, depending on how high the morbidity rates for coronavirus are in those respective areas. Unfortunately, four people were killed and one critically injured in the Northern West Bank last night in a bus collision on a narrow two-way road. The group of Palestinians were riding in a private car when they collided head-on with an Israeli passenger bus, killing four inside the car, including a six-year-old girl. It happened on Route 55 near the Karnei Shomron settlement. No one on the bus was hurt. The mayor of Karnei Shomron said the route should be added to a list of dangerous roads that are in need of expansion. He said it's not been listed due to an inaccurate counting of the number of accidents there and a failure by authorities to report those incidents. He says these issues prevent the paving of a four-lane road with a divider that is needed for security. I have a question. What's the number one change you want to see in the world? Send me a message with your answer and sign up for the Israel Weekly News Wrap using the link in the show notes. I'll put the details of the responses from this week into the newsletter. So sign up and print it out before Shabbat if you observe and are going to be turning off your electronics for a restful 25 hours. The Israel Daily News podcast is reaching almost 50 episodes. On our 50th episode, I'll have a little surprise for you. The Israel Daily News podcast has been approached by Audible, which is the audiobooks, podcasts, and all things audio sector of Amazon. I recommend the app to my listeners because it's 100% the future of media. Sign up for the trial using the link Audible Trial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, trial, T-R-I-A-L, dot com, backslash Israel Daily News. The trial is free. Let me know what you choose to listen to, and then let's talk about it on the show. The link is also in the show notes, so you can find it there. Yesterday, I told you about the UAE flight that may or may not have been crossing over Saudi Arabian airspace. Well, not only was it the first flight from Israel to Abu Dhabi, but it was the first time Israel got permission from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia to use its airspace. This shaved off four hours of flight time. Aboard the LL flight were representatives from the U.S., including senior White House advisor Jared Kushner and Israel's national security head, Mir Ben Shabbat. They went to officiate the Abraham Accords, as this peace deal between Israel and the UAE is being called. The Times of Israel has a great piece from a reporter who covered the event. He said journalists from Israel were treated with juices, treats, chocolates, and even a small, fine leather bag upon arrival. Those keeping kosher were offered kosher-certified meals. Finally, Israeli firefighters have landed in Sacramento, California to offer their help battling a series of unwavering wildfires in the area. Sacramento's mayor is Jewish, and he said he was particularly happy and proud to see the 10 firefighters come from Israel to their aid. California has seen 18 wildfires since mid-August. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. 
We've got a low of 26 and a high of 31 degrees Celsius in Tel Aviv. That's 79 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 88 degrees in this central city. Thanks for getting caught up with me. And don't forget, subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Please send in your answer to this week's question, which is, what change do you want to see in the world? I'll send you off with strong energy for today. Here's a newly released song by Israeli DJ and talented artist Erica Kral. This one is called Chiri Beam, and it's really getting me hype. Have a great and productive day. 